Yes, here we go, chapter and verse. Hello. Hey, How's it good? going, boys? Good, how good, are you? mate. Yeah, Welcome you? to Glasgow. Thank you. We've got a traditional Glasgow present for you, since you're our first ever real guest on Rebel City Podcast. <laughs> if it's not book fast, I'm going to be... Yes! Uh, <laughs> 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 Rebel City Podcast. So, a bottle of Bookfast for you to enjoy later on. Oh, you're a diamond. I literally put on my Instagram earlier today, we're in Glasgow and I plan to drink as much Bookfast as possible. That's, <laughs> if you're not a hardened Bookfast drinker, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll give you a... Uh, a pretty dark shite it's in the gonna morning. It's going to blow my head off. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you think a bottle of Buckfast blows your head off? Um, it's become somewhat an acquired taste for me, so I think I've built a tolerance, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll not need a coffee for four days. Fair. You'll not? No. no. There's enough caffeine in there to bring down an elephant. Aye. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, the caffeine level in Buckfast is like probably about 10 Starbucks, something <laughs> like that. 10. Wow. So it's like heart palpitations. You can make some amazing cocktails with Buckfast. I bet. Buckfast and milk. Man, that sounds and great. milk? Yep. Yeah, that sounds oh, rough. Cre- cream is amazing. See, uh, we, we just have to believe you at this point. You could be talking absolute shy. <laughs> but it is made, made by the Benedictine monk. Exactly. In Buckfast Abbey. Do you know that... Uh, the statistic's wildly wrong, but fuck it. Um, 80%, 85% of Buckfast is sold in Coat Bridge, which is a region that's probably about like two miles by two miles in the east end of Glasgow. Really? And it's 85% of all sales worldwide. It's made in, in Devon. And it's made in Devon. <laughs> Aye. So, there you go. Great. Right. I was always a bit disappointed as a, a church goer in my younger days that it's not what the, the priest use, because I think it would be so much more interesting if I were to <laughs> yeah. Buckfast and yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. Get sure. a lot more people in the door, so you would, you know what I mean? Get the party started. It would be more like the gospel churches. <laughs> <laughs> Praising the Lord. So he's on he's our own tour guys. Uh-huh. How's the tour going? Really good, thank you. Really good. Out with a, an Australian band called Hellions. And we we are now about twelve days in. Been away for with days off as well. We've been away for about two and a half weeks now. It's been going really good. We're really nice people and really cool bands and it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I know quite a bit about your band, obviously, because we've played a couple of gigs with each other when mm. I was in uh, Paradigm Shift and um just Tell us a wee bit, I actually don't know much about how your band began, like, I just know the music and then you guys, which are obviously, like, your sound, so I'd like to know a wee bit more, if that's all right. Cool, uh, yeah, well, we, we started off, uh, we were all in bands previous originally, um, and it came to a time when we thought a reshuffle was necessary, so a few of the previous band uh, carried on into chapter and verse, which is me, Darren and Jay. And then we went internet shopping for our drummer and, dro- and dropped on. Uh, how did you find them? It was on a. It was on one of them quirky, if not a little bit unreliable. Grinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> grinder. <laughs> no, yeah, it was just on one of them freaky websites where generally most of the uh, recipient, well, most of the people on there are just uh, not very good or useless or not. Fitting. It was like last resort. We'd like spoken to everybody, got as many rec- recommendations as possible, and been like, oh, fuck. let's go internet dating. Went on, <laughs> went on this site thinking that. We'll see if anything comes of it. And then about three people came back like really keen. And we tried them all out. And this one dude happened to be Ash. And he was, it was just like, we've all, we all still say it's like serendipitous. We all just feel mm-hmm. like it just had to happen. For sure, man, because yeah. he's a fucking absolute beast. Yeah, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not just that as well. Like he's, he's the same kind of temperament as all of us. We've got the same sense of humour, similar style, taste in bands, everything. It's, it's weird how like... Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of went... Just, fa- just fashion sense that match up, he dresses shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have everything. I'd rather, I'd rather him be able to drum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure, but you need the full package, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. after that, was it just gigs? What was the? What was it like? Well, we'd already written a uh, an EP between the three of us. I played drums as well, so we had already been in the studio and recorded a whole record. And we were just about to start filming music videos for it. So we were like, right, we can't. We need a, a drummer to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got this drummer in and Ash, and we uh, filmed videos and started the release for that. And that was really just a kind of thing to get us out on the road and doing some shows and. Uh, try and get a bit of a team behind us and stuff which we did over the course of about about eight months um, and kind of simultaneously we worked with Ash who'd obviously brought a new dynamic to the band and we worked on a, a second EP which is what we're currently releasing now okay. um, so yeah so the tracks are up um, on uh, iTunes so that's magazines and a track called Devil in Blue are they off the new EP yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no absolutely buzzing to hear the rest of it then. <laughs> the two tracks, honestly, man. Fucking world beaters, as I was saying to you earlier on, man. Thank you. Like, loving them. We're buzzing to release it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So when when's that all due? Not sure yet, but it'll be this year, okay. for sure. And how's it looking? Is it another two tracks? Another. It's a five-track EP, so we'll probably put out a third one as a single with a video sometime soon, and then probably not long after we'll release... The remainder of it and you'll be able to hear it all in the way it's meant to be in succession and a couple mm-hmm. of extra tracks yeah we've got this thing going on at the moment with the videos where we'd actually between magazines and ink which will be the single we release next they've, they've got a kind of continuous storyline throughout them so we've kind of weaved in um the message that we wanted to put through the ep between these videos and um, so you've kind of you've got mag- the magazines video now which follows the story of this uh, girl with her glow which kind of um, which is the name of the EP, which kind of um, encompasses her ambition and like her positivity and what happens when that gets taken away in, in, in like a family environment. Um, and then Ink goes on to like be the prequel to that and you see why she's in the state that she's in when she's in magazines. So it's all kind of got a big through line, which is quite cool. cool it's been man. really fun doing that. Like, concept? Yeah. yeah. Where did the concept come from? Somebody's uh, own idea or something he's worked on together? Uh, I think it was just an idea that sprung up at one point. We were talking about how to... <laughs> do um how to release glow and what videos to do and stuff and we uh the songs are quite diverse like when you hear the ep as a whole it's not like five magazines it's five quite diverse tracks yeah um and we wanted to make sure that there was something that linked everything together because for us they are they're not so diverse mm. they've all come from a similar place and even though ostensibly they sound quite different um we wanted to make sure that they felt like they mm. were a unit so yeah we put a story that kind of tied we created a story out of the five that were in the EP. So, yeah, it was just an idea somebody had, and then we it, we all just thought it was cool. And yeah. there's a, there's always t- throughout the tracks, even though they're diverse, there always seems to be a kind of theme of self betterment. Yeah. And we always like the idea of illuminating your corner of the world. So even though the shit's going on around you, you make the best of what you have at your disposal. That's nice. So that's mm. kind of. Even though the song's about their separate individual topics, that's the theme that seems to always be threading mm-hmm. it together. It wasn't mm-hmm. something we realised until we like finished the EP, and we we were, we were thinking about the name for the EP because we didn't have one, um, and we were just we were like assessing what the whole thing is about. Like, what's the overall thing that we get from this? And we suddenly had this realisation that although they're different topics, they're all like Johnny says from a similar place of like self improvement and looking at stuff that is you're bad at or other people have done bad by you and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. 
growing up a bit, I guess. That's then. cool, man. I like the that they've had some separate tracks and you've managed to like, link them together. And I think that um, a positive message is something that's missing in music. I think it's either consume, consumes, it's either like corporate music, either that or it's everything shit. Mm. Mm. And I think like a positive message, especially in, in a, a medium yeah. like a concept album, so like for a guy like me, sort of 30s, that's something that really grabs me, like a concept, because mm. I'm geeky about music. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And yeah, the, the fact that it's about like self-improvement as well, something that grabs me in mm. like, the places I think that's that quite I'm unusual as well, because the, your actual sound, you know, and, and that kind of, you know, rocky kind of metal edge that you've got, like, mm. that positive message isn't necessarily something that I readily kind of associate with that sound. So it's, no, it's a nice kind of juxtaposition. Um, in, in terms of when, you know, you go for coming for the concept to the writing... When you're making videos and you know all the kind of multimedia content and all that kind of stuff, is that is that yous or yous working with somebody else or yous? Well, we we <clears throat> me Josh and Darren, uh, we come from a, we went all met at drama school, so we're quite inv- we like to be quite involved in okay. um, all the creative process because it's something it certainly appeals to me. Like I love I would I wouldn't like to get to a point where it was dictated to me. I'd always like to have a hand in the artistic whatever the artistic output is. Mm. I'd like to have a hand in it. Um, and with that, we're, we're very much a fan of collaborating with the people that are around us. And we're quite fortunate because because we went through that arts training, we've got people that are on the same level as us and same way of thinking that everyone just wants to get their work out there and help mm. each other and create, which is quite rare. So, for example, with, with the magazines and ink video, that was my friend Craig from home in Wakefield who does okay. a lot of directing. But we jumped on board with him, collaborated with him, which is nice because, like I say, neither of you are dictating. It's all just a combined mm-hmm. effort, which is really nice. We like... Like Johnny says, like we're all like very in in charge of our own creativity within the band, but we have tended tended to find that we like naturally gravitate towards other people who have their own like creative outputs, like yourselves that do you know podcasts and bands and stuff like that. And uh, some of our friends are you know film directors and mm. you know trying to do similar things with all that like, creative outlets. We seem to just get on with those kind of people. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's also not like there's not a harsh line between it either. We don't mm-hmm. consider it to be like music theater acting mm-hmm. it's all your product. to me it's all like it's all fairly combined so i mean we've certainly chatted a lot about the theater of a set and how at the moment yeah. like we can push that and that's that's kind of not being big-headed but that was kind of our expertise it's what we trained in so i feel like it, it you know i think that's one of the big things when you talk about the theater of the set and stuff i think that's when i've seen you recently and on previous occasions that energies of got live that sort of you know you're interacting with the crowd, you're really sort of engaging. Like, it's something that just almost instantly sort of sold me on you mm. when I went to see you. And it's yeah. something that I'm looking forward to tonight as well. We Thank do, you. we do, we like, we enjoy, we, we enjoy crafting a set. We like, we like to think about what we're doing to an audience, so how, mm. how it makes them feel. So, whether we don't want like it just to be seven songs and a half an hour set, we I like have, it to have its ups and downs. You're mm. on the road. You're going to see a lot of shoegazers, I'd imagine, and it's definitely <laughs> not that. Uh, no, no, no. no but we, not. we, ne- the, if we all like sat down as a four and talked about like our favourite shows of all time that we've like ever been to, they're all shows where we've come away feeling a particular way, as opposed to being like adoring a person that's amazing at, you know, their instrument or mm-hmm. whatever. Like it's we don't we're not really into music for just kind of exploring a skill set. We're mm-hmm. more interested in what that skill set can do. Um, so that's kind of you know, yeah. where, where it comes from. And, so. and with that, on top of that, to add to it, we, when you ask us like about his inspirations, it's, it, there's never a direct 
kind of inspiration for the way that our music's come out. We've, mm-hmm. we've always said from the beginning that it was we were very much just interested in like how organic mm-hmm. something is or like how honest it is mm-hmm. um, and how raw it is. So that yeah. could be anything from like R&B or hip hop to like metal mm-hmm. to rock to pop. And as long as it has that authenticity, that's mm-hmm. what inspired us, which is why I don't know. That's Maybe it's why we, we are alt rock and not just like a steady rock because it's like, it doesn't have, it doesn't have, we have not pulled direct influences. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it I mean, it definitely has some that kind of sticks. I think at the end of episode one, when we kind of trailed your video, we were trying to find ways to kind of describe what it is you do just as an intro and I was a bit like, well, do you know, I don't know how to pigeonhole these guys at all. So one of the questions I was going to ask was about, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask about influences, but you kind of, you got there in front of me, so. uh, Yeah. There's bands that, don't get me wrong, there's bands that we love. Yeah, 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 massively. That that have inspired us that are on a similar vein, bands like Circus Survive, Mm -hmm. bands like Marmosets, bands like Mm, Father Son, like these bands, but they're, you'd look at them and you put them next to us and you wouldn't necessarily think they were direct inspiration. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just bits and pieces. And we're all, we've all got our separate inspirations as well in terms of like, Jay came from a much heavier background, didn't you, in terms of like Slipknots and Linkin Parks. And I I went through a very indie background with my Libertines and Strokes. Darren's a huge Metallica fan. And Mm. Ash, Ash is just, she's got his shit fashion sense and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's away on holiday at the moment. We've got a standing drummer for the last four shows. He's fucked off to Greece, so we're trying to rid him as much as possible. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm fully going to open this back for us. Go for it, mate. Go Thank for you. it. Cool. Sounds Thank like I'm a, I, I went through every phase that you just described there. So I went through Metallica. I get introduced to Metallica by my brother in law at 14. So I went through. <laughs> lovely that. Sorry, mate. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, no, I went through Metallica and then I went through the, the new metal phase and I went and seen Slipknot. I seen Slipknot at the Barrowlands. I think they, they came here and got banned and it was mm. so good. I, I bet that was insane. So I had dogged school. Do you know what dogging school is? Um, what was it? Truant. Truant. So I, I, I played Truant school and went to the Virgin Megastore, rest in peace. Um, and got some stuff signed by Slipknot and somebody gave Corey for Slipknot a pickled shit in a jar. I'm sure I'm sure they spoke about it. Um, Did that a book fast? No, a book fast shit. <laughs> if it was a book fast shit, they was in for some fucking trouble. <laughs> shit. shit she have after I bought a book fast or epic. Um, but they, they spoke about it at like MTV Tour, I was like, I was there. And then I went through the indie, I get into the, the sort of indie, not really the Libertines, but definitely like Kasabi and the Killers, like yeah, that sort of, mm. yeah, like 2003. Like, so I went through every sort of phase that you mm. just described in your band, which is cool. Um, what's your creative process like? Apart from I've seen the Instagram thing, maybe you're just doing nothing. So, basically, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. doing his job. To be fair, just yeah, exactly. have a fag. What do you expect? It kind Pipe. of varies. Um, a lot of uh, generally, uh, what will normally happen is uh, somebody will come forward with pretty much most of the structure, but just on a, an acoustic guitar or just on an unplugged electric. So. Uh, the, uh, that's the way I, I personally tend to write is I'll write like as much as I can figuring out where I want the vocal to lead mm-hmm. uh, like how the like progression of the melody is structured and then once there's like a bit more of an idea maybe a couple of minutes of music it get, gets brought to the table and it gets firstly kind of edited people say the bits that they like and the bits that they don't and then everybody starts to add their pieces so you know uh, a bass line will get added and Ash is like a monster for harmonies, which is a big thing for our band. And so yeah, it's um, a lot of what it will be is somebody will come with something that 
that they're like, yeah, I've got all of these pieces all stuck together. Mm. And everybody then as a group figures out how to improve it and make it cooler. And Cool. It, it's very rare nowadays that we kind of would chat and work with it yesterday about like getting in a room and just standing opposite each other. We were actually talking on the way here about it. Like, mm. It's very rare that you can that we, we have time to just kind of look at each other and hope something happens. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time to do that, unfortunately, anymore. So mm. um, we find it a lot more productive now to bring have something to bring into yeah. the room. And whether it, we don't have egos, so like whoever it is, like Jay or, or Ash, like Ash is well, great. I mean, I have a massive ego, but I just have to suppress it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we just have to squash that. Um, Frontman syndrome, uh, yeah, it's definitely. He has not done one loading yet. This, this but does he have to load in? Just walk yeah. upstairs, <laughs> mate, and just go. Just bring him a throat in. <laughs> That's it. Your body's your instrument, mate. Yeah. Go to the gym. Go for a massage. He just needs to take care of his instrument. Front man, front man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, members of the same union. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So do you have? Um, because I'm sure as uh, anybody will testify that's been in a band with me, I'm a bit of a fucking Stalin. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't like if I'm being honest but it, generally if I think back <laughs> if I think back um, I tend to f- side with the person that wins Okay. every time right. so I decide like ultimately already inside my mind anyway I don't I don't really but I, is there somebody in the band that calls the calls the shots who's like the um. Not really. Or if you, if, you, if you, see, you you're saying not really because it's generally you. Yeah, I was going to say, is it you? Aye, the one that goes, isn't it me, then it's, yeah, it's, it's Josh. It is you. But it's, yeah. We all, we all, the reason why we, we believe it works well is because we all have our different roles within it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and Josh and Ash do a lot of the core writing and Darren then adds the textures. And I, I all mound up and say, whilst I'm in that writing process, I, I, I feel like, you know, my I, I feel like my, um what I'm good at is like orchestrating it putting it together so I, yeah. I, I'm not as good when there's not uh, there's nothing there but whilst there's something there that I feel that that's when yeah. my strengths come in for sure um, I don't think I, I don't think it's that, that role um, isn't it to be um, diminished or no. in any way no, because no. God, no. see when it came to my band even though I was I would be the one that's like try to make the, the sort of the, the decision but mm. seeing who's who's got the right idea or whose song is it maybe thinking politically um, that's why I'm saying that I would have the sort of cast and vote mm. but I would do what you were doing I would be like chop that there put that there like arrangement once yeah. you can see John it, Paul like, Jones did. that's it yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, genius I'm like a, the genius I'm a complete clusterfuck of ideas like that's what just generally the way I write like especially with lyrics I just have to figure out what my point is and then I just write everything down that I can think mm-hmm. of and then I start to piece it all together so a lot of the time it is really really necessary because I'll come forward with something that is everywhere yeah and you know it, it needs other people to kind of say well that bit shit in our last band the previous band that we ch- talked about there was five of us so it literally just come down to a vote but whilst yeah. there's four of us it's it's, it's difficult yeah, yeah. We never it goes on, to deadlock doesn't it we never do anything that's if if one person's unhappy everybody's unhappy yeah, yeah for sure the way it works yeah yeah so <clears throat> yeah but that's cool at least um i like that you're aware that you've got chaos because I think like for me sometimes it, it takes so much to come up with an idea even if it's a lyric or whatever that if somebody's like mm, I don't know dude maybe you should go down a different route mm. I, I would tend to be like 
fuck you. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, well, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just not do anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> which is just me. Like, that's my ego, and I quite like that you're like saying I need other people to come in and arrange because that kind of openness is ultimately what would work. I think. I do. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, have your I moments. do have to grit my teeth if I come forward with an idea and I'm like psyched about it, and they're like, nah, I have to be like, okay. <laughs> We, do something else we, we do kind of have that ethos of like we, if there's numerous ideas we'll try each one to as best as we can that, and then yeah. we'll pick like, and that's yeah, we, we never yeah. turn down an idea we'll try it it might be time yeah. consuming but it's it, in the end it's beneficial because you don't end up just squabbling and hating each other yeah, yeah. for sure and that's ultimately the, the the place where we ended up as a band where it was always uh, even though i was saying that i'm like i was more of a star and it, it was more that i could keep i could keep calm because mm. I, I wouldn't write any of the songs like mm. i would be sort of second fiddle to somebody that would write a song so normally people would bring me their music and then I'd be like let's do this let's do that mm. so I could keep a calm head and stop people from getting emotional about their art mm. which is which is totally totally a, a, a reasonable thing if somebody mm. shits all over something that you've spent five hours like mm. crafting then I totally get that so it's cool to hear a, a different sort of creative process as well like, we're, we're still like very much learning about our process as well because yeah we we just went away and did a um, a week's worth of writing. We locked ourselves in a cabin in nice. North Wales for a week, writing songs. And the one thing that I personally really really took away with that from that whole process is that I expected myself to be able to turn up and just kind of spew ideas like off the top of my head and stuff. And I'm that week taught me that I am not good at that at all. Mm-hmm. But the only I am I'm good at sitting in by myself and sitting in my own head and figuring out an, an, an idea but improvising around it and stuff is something that I find quite difficult whereas some whereas Darren our guitarist is incredibly dexterous he's like really well versed in uh, scales and rhythm stuff mm-hmm. he's just incredibly good at guitar right. which means that you can kind of present him with an idea and one of us can say dude it needs a fucking whittly 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 and, he and he'll go okay and he'll improvise a whittly 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 mm-hmm. whereas I can't do that and um, so yeah it, we're still very much learning about what each other needs or yeah. I think that um, when it comes to the difference between a guitar player for instance and back at the podcast <laughs> a guitar cool. player and, a, and somebody that's no, trying to improvise <laughs> you can have one if you want man um, <laughs> you um, try to improvise um, like singing or like melody is that a guitar lick is a guitar lick but if you're trying to improvise lyrics vocal melody mm. tonality mm. Or you're thinking about all these different things and for me it's just it's whenever I've been presented with that type of situation I've been shit um, and that's just because I go within myself and just like I can't do this I can't do mm. this you know that type of thing so I think it's very different for somebody that's practice guitar and really good at guitar to be able to just hit out with something versus I'm like, mm. just in total front man's union here. I was, I was thought as I when I was younger that my my ethos was right, if I practice this instrument within an inch of its life, by the time I'm really sick at it, I'll never have the point. I'll I'll get to the stage where I'll never go, oh no, that, that's crap because I I just it will instinctively not do crap things. Do you know what I mean? Like right. that was like my my thought, the better I get a guitar, the less I'll play shit guitar. Yeah. And that just never happens. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it needs somebody else to like either get pull you out of that like doubt where you like put something forward and you're like, mm, I'm not sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, somebody says, yeah, but, or whatever, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. They, 
an idea that you think is great and might not be great. Yeah, it, for ne- sure. it needs other people. And I once told Josh that one of his songs wasn't memorable, and it was one of the no, worst no. things I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> it was but what it was, it wasn't. It wasn't that it wasn't memorable. That wasn't what I was trying to say. It was just my choice of words. What I was trying to say is that <laughs> the chorus that he wrote was good, but it needed. Because some, often what we do is have choruses on like three levels. We'll have like an empty chorus. Then we'll have like the second chorus, which is like as it is, as you'd expect it. And then a third chorus, which is like you'll fuck with it slightly to make it slightly more interesting. Get, but kind of progressively gets bigger. Um, and this one does that. And I kind of said the chorus is that. What I was trying to say is the chorus is that good that it, you need to just hit it three times <clears> and that, that leave it there. Like it's a pretty much a poppy rock tune. So just leave it there. But I said it wasn't memorable. <laughs> And this was like over Facebook chat where there's no like you couldn't see a body no. language or oh anything. So, it was yeah. like a virtual bow and arrow that just went. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like waiting for the message to arrive. Beep. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. We got over it. We, we got over it. it. So in terms of your your visit to Wales, is that the first time you've went to you know band camp essentially? And yeah. did you just run into any scenarios Easy. when writing that you've maybe had to go and disappear into separate rooms or any of that kind of stuff? Um, I mean, we did spend most of the week drunk. Yeah, that, that yeah, which yeah did help. I mean, yeah, it's the first time we've ever done it. We've we've done lots of like weekend sessions before, mm-hmm. so we'll hire a there's a studio near us that is run by some friends of ours, and we quite often will hire out for two days straight and just lock ourselves in a box. But for this, we were like, we're going to do that, but much more extended in a whole new place and see if it inspires anything else out of us. Um, and yeah, it was it was tough. It's the we really like tried to stay in the room as much as possible. Yeah. And about three days in, you realise that you're not done any exercise. You're eating shit. You're drinking loads of beer. The World Cup's on. The World Cup was on at the same time. We'll touch we're all not will. Yeah, we're all of a sudden. Um, it is. Yeah, you, there was there were points where you have to be like, all right, come on, and somebody else will be like, right, get your shit together and yeah. get behind that kit or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but you know what it's not just as easy as saying like the tunes that come naturally are the best tunes because like we we kicked about our second track that we've going to play today for about six months and yeah. we really like that tune and it's and it actually transpired that after kicking it about for long enough it actually was ended up like a decent track mm. sometimes i think it's quite easy to if, to think if it's not happening naturally and you don't get that buzz where all five of you are up and in the mm-hmm. room and it's quite easy to think that it's not worth <clears> thinking <throat> about and actually it's not, that's i'm not a real true. culprit for that as well like i'm if There's something no doesn't instinctively, yeah. yeah, if it doesn't bang quick. I was just about to say, um, have you had the the Santa Claus as any real moment in a band where you realise that you don't just stand in a room and go through some fairy dust and then all of a sudden they're trying, and it's like yeah. hours and hours and hours of yeah. practising yeah. harmonies and working on verses and choruses. How does that verse go into that chorus? Mm. I can remember having a conversation exactly what you just said. It was with a, a mate's girlfriend and we had been struggling with a track for about six months or whatever it had been it had been kicking about and it was her boyfriend's track and she was like what's happened and we were like we're just working on it and she's like if it doesn't happen within 15 20 minutes it's just, it's never going to happen and i was like right well where are you getting that thing and it was mm. like well all these stories about like oasis and like Cartier i mean kurt cobain wrote yeah. smells like teen spirit and you're like i've heard like nine different versions of smells like teen spirit where it progressively get better and better yeah. and better mm. so it's that um realization that it's work mm. and you need to put the oils in if, did you have that like sort of like shit moment like, we, mm. we've had both sides of that so ink which we're releasing uh next that came together really well in the form of like we were probably working on something else and then i played the start riff and then from there on it kind of flowed straight through didn't mm. it we wrote it probably within the day 
Yeah. Whereas, like I said, Miracle Drugs, our second song of the set, we were kicking that about for so long. Um, to the At the points where we were just like, this ain't going to work. Like, we, 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 we might as well just bin it. Um, but then something like a reshift in a chorus and then that just inspires it then. And that, that's happened a few times, hasn't it? Happened with magazines, happened with Miracle mm. Drugs. I think there's also like an element of the more we tour, Well, it might have been me, I mean. Anyway, we're back. So what were we talking about there? Yeah, uh, Just it, songs that hit straight away and others that have taken time. Yeah, there's a, like, the more... We, a lot of people have... We've had a lot of people say to us, like, for God's sake, stop touring and start releasing more music. <laughs> and uh, we're, there's an element of us that understands that, but we're also to the point where, for a writing perspective, the more we tour the closer we are mm-hmm. uh, and the more we understand each other as people and musicians. And there are points where um, understanding how each other's individual process works massively benefits the writing. And, you know, there's there's points where Johnny will say to me, like, okay, let's take a break, because he'll see that I'm going, ah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And vice versa, there's, other, there's points where, you know, somebody like uh, Darren, for instance, wants to just, keep noodling and keep improvising over the top of something and we need we have to understand that we just need to vamp that section until he's got what he wants and then we can start again and we're just getting used to understanding each, each other, other. Yeah. yeah which and is a huge huge part i mean um one of the guys that i was in a band with um i'll no name names because just in case they're like what are you fucking talking about me on your podcast for <laughs> I, I knew through speaking to him that he was really like self-conscious even though everybody else in the band was looking at him and going this guy's great and stuff he just felt really self-conscious about yourself mm. and so i felt that i had to protect him a wee bit if he came with an idea i had to be like it's almost like school teacher like with a kid mm. i don't know what i mean it sounds like i'm being a dick but it's no i'm literally going like give him that idea bigging yeah, him up yeah. bigging mm. up his idea and if he makes a suggestion going aye that's a good suggestion and stuff like that so i think knowing each other when you're in a creative process um is vital i mean everybody makes the analogy it's like a marriage yeah, and it's and it definitely is. I mean, emotions definitely run high, and I think if you don't know each other, it would be impossible. And you know, like you know, Johnny said about uh, when he like like said that thing about the track, and I took it really badly at the time. It was like it was a, a little bit of a tiff, but it was a hundred percent necessary, and it, I wouldn't have it any other way. We've now got to the point where we are a hundred percent able to all speak our minds at all times, and that is. A hundred percent necessary. The most important thing is what we come out with at the end, mm-hmm. and if it takes a bit of butting heads to get there, we all are on the same page. That it's it just is. indicative of the fact that you all care about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And we all mm-hmm. we all love each other, and we all love the band and all that kind of stuff. So we just want to we want the best out of it, and that's we all know that that's where it all comes from. No matter what is said, it all comes from the same place. Yeah, so we don't have time to dick about either, do we? Really? No, like, dick about trying to be ta- like, overly tactful, like mm-hmm. say how it is, get on with it. Yeah, for sure. It's a, a, um, a it's a, an industry that's probably the hardest it's ever been to break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like music industry, it's 
was hard when I had a crack at it and it's it's getting harder and harder. Um, what keeps you gone? Top life. Rocket fuel. Um, playing live certainly like can't can't bear these bands that will just uh, not record. Just record. Can't mm-hmm. bear it. Like it's the best part. Even like Ash will say he's the oldest and most fragile out of all of us. Still ribbing him. Mm. And he and he's like he loves it loves loves every part of it loves loading in loves loading out loves socialising loves the merch side of things loves playing like same for all of us like that's that's the best part if we weren't able to do that we put I, I mean I won't be doing it uh, and I'll go to a cheesy additive which is along from the same point which is the other guys in the band like that is for me like the the best thing about it is that when you have a knockback mm-hmm. or something shit happens or does something doesn't go the way you expect. There's all, there's three other people that are there mm-hmm. that have a different take on it yep. or um, you know and at the end of the day we spend when we're on tour for we go away for three four weeks ninety nine percent of the time we're not on stage so you're in a van or in a wherever you're staying or yep. whatever you're doing so um you spend so much time in each other's company you have to get like mm-hmm. buoyed up by each other yep. I couldn't ever tour with people I don't want to spend time with yeah. <laughs> it would drive me oh, mental. For sure. I mean, it seems definitely that the hard work is starting to pay off. I've seen some pictures on your Twitter and social media in recent weeks about the, the festival you recently played, and yeah. those pictures just looked Insane. absolutely amazing. It looked like he's got an absolutely excellent reception. Yeah. We were made up, weren't we? Like, yeah, mad. It was mad. We were, we were early doors on the main stage, which was a touch, because originally we were meant to be playing different days um, to Hellions, but because we were on tour with Hellions, which got announced after, it got shifted slightly, mm-hmm. and got shifted onto the main stage, which was equally as exciting is it was terrifying because we'd yeah. not we'd not played a stage that size before and, and let alone that many people yeah um and there was a huge turnout wasn't there it was massive yeah it was, it was, it was like really shocked like shocked us so biggest crowd you've played to yeah easily um yeah. different to coming to the clubs and playing yeah it's it's like different when, mindset. When, you do, when you do tours in little towns like we were in huddersfield last night which is tiny and when you're playing shows to 50 people and there's a small proportion of that band, of that crowd that know your band well. Mm-hmm. It's it's can sometimes be a little bit like, oh, you're like really slowly like trawling through it. But a festival is different because it's all these little towns that all come to the same show. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you've got loads of pockets of these, yeah, you know, fifty people that are all in the same crowd, and it suddenly becomes crazy. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like obviously talking about <coughs> seeing his live, there's a lot of energy. A lot of movement and stuff like that. How did that translate on the big stage? A bit lost or a bit more freedom? I thought it went alright. Yeah. <laughs> but we we originally thought that would that would be something that we'd have to be very conscious of yeah. because it's the first time we played with about two barriers and twenty mm-hmm. meters or whatever it is between the the stage and the the, the the audience. But actually, like it felt more vibey than ever. Like it felt like we didn't really have to worry about it. And mm. um, the space was a luxury. Like you know, I'm not hitting him in the face with the end of my bass, and I'm <laughs> yeah. not stepping on each other's leads, and like that was insane. So it, actually, I feel like it translated really well. Yeah. We're all we're all big worry warts, and bef- we we always individually do everything that we can pre-show to preempt anything that might throw us off during mm. the show. Um, and it was that was like tenfold when we came to 2000 Trees and other like independent festivals and stuff. So. We brought a sound technician along that knows our band really well and that we like and trust and all of that kind of stuff and everything from the logistics of what we're bringing out on stage or when songs happen where and all that kind of stuff like 
we really like honed in on what's going to make us feel comfortable good so mm-hmm. and we're like we we do i personally I'm, i can't speak for you guys but i thrive off a bigger audience mm-hmm. like I, I find it easier in front of more people I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't shy away from it i kind of I, not in an arrogant way i just prefer even from when i did my drama my theater days i preferred it when it was a full house because you yeah. play off it I'm, yeah yeah i was just going to say that that I, I always found that bigger crowds were easier to play and mm-hmm. i had mad nightmares karaoke so you're like singing one on one with somebody <laughs> shit, like. so it's like aye, the, the bigger the crowd and I think that when you've got a full crowd like that, I mean that's that's kind of like that you're turning up and the game's on yeah. rather than it being I mean I'm sure you've experienced as well that sometimes you turn up and you're like this has got to be fucking banging mm. and it's like there's nobody there yeah. and you're just like what do I need to do and then something like you, you guys are turning up expecting I think that's really cool when you're turning up expecting just like we'll just see what happens and there's like couple of thousand people there man the yeah. pictures were insane yeah it was <coughs> we were full we very like beforehand we were we were nervous like we would line if we weren't said we, we weren't we, kind of coupled with excitement but as soon as i got out there it just my mind just cleared i mm. didn't i didn't think Mine's about too. it once that's awesome yeah. so on the other end of the spectrum then tour nightmares tour any nightmares. any i mean Played with these dicks in Glasgow one time. <laughs> that was great. That was a great show. And yeah, um, what do you think of more embarrassing ones? Last night, I, I've never, ever tripped up properly on stage, apart from one time about a year ago when I slipped on a, a lead and my feet went from under me and I literally landed on my back in, in the middle of the stage and it was really embarrassing. But, and I, but other than that, I'm, I'm all right. And last night, I literally tripped over about seven times oh. in the space of half an hour. I stood on his feet twice, and he was like, ah. Oh. I, I just tripped over everything, the monitors, the leads, Darren, the drum kit. I, I was like a, I was a right mess. <laughs> um, uh, there was a lot in the previous band, weren't there, like turning up to <laughs> venues. Do you know when you're first starting out and you kind of go wherever you're told or yeah. go wherever you can get a gig? Like, where did we play? You played, you played in, um, in like a swimming, yes. a gym in a swimming area yeah that was the worst <laughs> yeah that was the worst we got booked for a sh- we did a show with a, a girl who, who puts on in essex and it was it was a pretty good show and she said we want to do another one in a different area of essex we're mm-hmm. like yeah great and then we literally turned up and like johnny said it was a it was a leisure center and the there was a pa at the side of a bar and on the other side of the bar there was a massive uh window where there's a swimming pool <laughs> <laughs> so we started playing and a, there was about five people watching the band and everybody else was sat in like post gym gear like eating food <laughs> watching us it was the no. weirdest thing in the world yeah and then a guy a drunk guy in the toilet told me to quit my band and he's going to make me the next Robbie Williams <laughs> alright okay so hard to turn so when's, I can't believe I know, that, I know. this was going to say when's that kicking off <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Solo I'm announcing a solo project <laughs> we, we did a show um we did a show it's not so much of a funny nightmare it was a genuine nightmare at the garage in London uh, with Mass- a band called Mathematics and uh, that's when we got I don't know if you heard we got all of the shit stolen oh, yeah. from the back of uh, our car <clears throat> at yeah, the time mm, don't, don't mate it was a nightmare I'll, I'll be very brief because it's, it's I've told it a million times but essentially the garage in London it's got a tiny green room area so being the first band on that night and it was it was sold out show it was mm-hmm. the, the last of a mini tour and it, it went really well being the polite band we are, we were like, we'll make space for you, we'll load out, so then you guys can chill in the back, da, da, da. So I loaded it down to the car at the time, which is school by Edda. Bear in mind, this is in North London, Highbury and Islington. It's not, not the great, not the yeah. best. 
all them are hybrid, isn't it, some listeners. Um, <laughs> and we came back down, window had been smashed, like thousands of thousands of pounds worth of gear gone. And anyway, so we're, Darren, Darren kicks off, he goes mad, never seen him so mad, running up and down the road shouting. I, I like to think I kept my cool. But anyway, a huge crowd gathers, and then these lads, about these four lads, bowled up to us and kicked my car door shut. And this is when the police are here, and he's just kicking it shut, starting, like, fucking mouthing off at us and stuff. So that, that all escalates. Yeah. Darren starts shouting back at him because he's so annoyed. Anyway, it gets de-escalated. They go around the corner. The police kind of say, you've got to wait for forensics or whatever, which is a load of shit anyway. That's not going to... CSI London? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's never going to come into fruition or whatever. So the police fuck off, everyone else goes, and then these lads come back. It wasn't four, because if it was four, we would have taken them on it. It was like 15 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they come back, and, they start, and my girlfriend's in, our girlfriend's in the car, like on the phone to the police again, and he comes back, you know, when they've got like, his, you, you yeah. must get this in Glasgow all the time anyway. But it's like, they come back with like, uh, their hands in their pockets as if to say they've got knives. They've got something in their pocket. Yeah, so they came back up and like squared up to us, at which point we just played the pathetic card, and we were like, boys, we've had a terrible night. Da, da, da. Yeah. At the end of, like, what we came to kind of, what we kind of summarised is that they probably fucking stole the equipment, and we're the ones then at the end of the night apologising to them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, it wasn't the best. Yeah, it was horrible. It's no worth getting stabbed over, and I've had nah, in nah. previous bands as well. I've had a van, a full van equipment go. Mm. I think the only thing that they didn't touch was the drums. <laughs> hey, um, but I martial amps and guitars, Gibson Les Paul, and everything gone. You spend that sort of, you spend the first sort of fifteen twenty minutes going. Nah, it's not. Mm. Nah, nah, it'll be about here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Searching for a fucking pack of fucking did peanuts. Be, or did they leave it on top of the van? <laughs> Aye, no. Um, the, the ironic thing about that was is that they busted the lock to get in the side door, but the back door you could open it with anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was so a double bluff. It was a double bluff. And the thing not- that makes me feel better about them stealing our stuff as well is that Darren used to have a fifty-one fifty guitar amp and yeah. it's the heaviest guitar yeah, they're fucking ever them, man. they're so heavy mm-hmm. and i get so one of the combos no it's just just the head but even that is oh, like right. lifting a boulder yeah. i just get such a kick out of thinking about that poor Some guy that's like, yeah he's like yeah i'm gonna nick it and then that. struggles all the way down <laughs> the road with it why did i nick this ends up with a hair now so I, after the ep if you've made any plans like what's What's happening after you've launched the EPs, get tours coming up and... Yeah, more touring. So we'll do, hopefully do some more touring by the end of the year. We're putting some uh, one large one and a couple of little bitty ones together. So we'll, I mean, you know what we're like. We won't be able to stay off the road for long. Yeah. And then come New Year, it is, we'll start doing some new things, which I don't think we can talk about yet. Yeah, can okay. talk about it? No problem. Look forward to them all the same. Thank you. So, um, listen to some of the lyrics. Uh, the lyrics are, we, we touched on this a wee bit earlier, but just want to touch on it again. Is they're quite heavy, is it yourself that writes all the lyrics? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how much uh, is, like, how much do you find your creative outlet helps with, like, sort of, like, mental health? And is it, like, an outlet for you, like, yeah. that type of thing? Massively, massively. I write down loads. I write lots of thoughts and feelings or situations down like pretty much every day i have like and the notes section in my phone is just stacked with hundreds and hundreds of things um and it's only the really ever really the the really black poignant stuff for me personally that ends up getting put into into tunes um so yeah it is like the whole process of the band uh, both writing and live is really cathartic and it's mm-hmm. something that we really like um to do and makes me feel a lot better i yeah, it's, it's also really weird but nice for me to 
talk about something that's quite personal and bring it to the table and also talk about it with these guys about it and mm -hmm. that's we often do that it's never really just the case of these are my lyrics and that's it like I'll often ask opinions <clears throat> and ask thoughts on this and we'll, as much as we'll chat about the music we'll chat about the topic and what it means and what it's saying and uh, how I feel about it and stuff so yeah mm -hmm. there is um yeah yeah I mean in previous projects that I've been on I wouldn't have I wouldn't have nailed that if somebody brought me lyrics and I felt that it was maybe something even he like heavy for them, I would be just like, nah, I don't even want to speak about it. So I suppose that's mm. something. Um, but I used to be I'm more of a sort of sleepwalker when mm. it came to sort of mental health and not really acknowledging it and just being that sort of like getting through, getting through. Mm. So that's something like I admire, if that's the case, man. Like you're sitting talking about your lyrics and you're getting that off your chest, man. That's like really admirable, especially for a bunch of guys. Nice. It's yeah. just lucky that these are the, the three guys in in the band I play in are three of my friends. Like when we're not touring and we're not writing, we hang out yep. as mates. So mm. it's I'm I'm quite lucky in that respect that it's easy for me to come forward and say, "Dude, I feel this." Yeah. About this. Safe space, etc. Yeah, exactly. And I know I I know that these boys are never gonna judge me for it or tell me that what I think or feel is wrong. Um, unless you know, I don't know. Yeah, so it's cool. It's nice to hear, man. It's good to hear that he's sat down and like he's our pals and stuff like that. Like it's definitely, um, like we. This is part of this podcast. This is that we want to speak about like sort of men's mental health. And there's a lot of guys out there that are struggling. I mean, me mm. and Matt have both struggled with like mental health issues in the past. And this is part of why we really want to. Um, uh, well, definitely for me, I want to do this podcast so I can try and speak to people. And if anybody needs my help, like they can always just like contact me. Mm. Um, do you feel that like a creative outlet? Like I've came to notice pretty much in the last like six months, um, at, since leaving uh, my last band or that breaking down, I had this big massive void left. So see, when these guys are on the tour, do you, do you do anything like to try and fill that void? Because mine's has been. I mean, I. Not only if I get like a full-time relationship, but I go to martial arts three times a week, come back at uni, doing this podcast. I'm just filling time mm. um, with loads and loads of different things that I'm loving doing. But um, it seems like such a huge void that used to just be taken up by music yeah. and just doing that. So um, what do you do like, to try and fill that when you're no touring? Or? I think um, uh, we do, we're all... We all like, um, when we're at home, we all quite like structure. So we're all, you know, we'll all go to the gym and we'll all make sure that we make time for. <laughs> I mean, I do, but you can't <laughs> say that. Yeah. But, yeah. This not, like, but uh, not like anything crazy, but just to stay active. Keep and, yourself healthy. Yeah, just stay on top of it. And we all always make time for <clears throat> friends. And we're quite fortunate that back home we all live quite close together and a lot of uh, our like friendship circle are not music associated so it's actually we're actually very lucky with other in other people and um, that when we go back we're able to spend time with people that aren't in that world mm -hmm. like my girlfriend is not in and your girlfriend is not in music at all um so apart from mine's a dj but yeah well, yeah, she, oh, yeah, she's true. really involved in music. Yeah, sorry, that was bad judgment. Um, yeah, he's but, just covering the bases, dude. He's just worrying about getting home and she's like, you said there wasn't any fucking music? <laughs> sorry, Grace. Um, <laughs> well, not in, not in the band world. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, it's nice to be able to go back and spend time with people that 
kind of are you're able to talk to about other things which is nice mm-hmm. uh, but i don't i don't know really we are we are like we we are constantly ticking over with music like we, we tend to rehearse like once a week and when we're not rehearsing we're, we're writing at home so we, we have constantly got that kind of feel of music but more, on top of that like having it we, we're getting older as well so whilst we're getting older it's i mean i've many chats with my girlfriend about like progressing the two parts of your life at the same time mm. and you, you'd have asked me five years ago and I'd have said you have to push one or the other like you have to either push your career especially a creative career because if you don't put 100% into that you're getting taken over and your personal life I, I didn't think they were compatible when actually after having worked on it it's important that you progress them at an equal rate otherwise you're going to isolate yourself and your mental mental health will go to shit Mm -hmm. it's important that you have the foundations and build them both at the same time so actually it's quite nice when you're not when your head isn't in music it's quite nice to be able to concentrate on your home life and your girlfriend and the house if you're going to buy a house or you know things that just make the other side more stable yeah do you know what i mean we've, had, this, we've had that conversation loads it's actually like a, a really good point Don't i think, think it sounds wanky at all no like no i think it's, it's something that i think that a lot of people and you, you don't know this situation where their girlfriends doing the website and their girlfriends mm-hmm. do or she's a photographer and then it's like their mates doing the sound and like you're saying you immerse yourself sometimes and you can put so much pressure especially if everybody's feeding into this one sort of project mm. and you're the linchpin mm. and everybody feeds into that and it's i mean even down to the, the the point of people i mean we noticed this when I, I was in a band years ago and when we split up people were coming up to me and going I don't see my mates anymore because we're not coming to your gigs. Mm. And you're like, that's yeah. crazy pressure to put, do you know what I mean? Mm. So you need me to be doing this so that we it see each other. such an easy social outlet for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Meet up once a month, go for a beer, watch the band. Yeah. Mm. There's, so, like a, there's like a weird expectation in, in loads of arts industries, having come from, like Johnny said, from doing theatre and stuff into music. There's the same expectation, like Johnny said, that you, you do all of that. That is your life and you live that and you don't live any other way because otherwise it's never going to work. And us as a four fundamentally disagree with it because the nature of the the job of any kind of artistic job, and especially in music nowadays, like you say, it's it's inherently unstable. It's hard to tour. It's hard to release music. It's hard to make, it's especially hard to make money. um, And to do that consistently is the toughest thing of all. So again, I'm I'm just kind of reiterating what Johnny says, but we all believe that you should do everything that you can to stabilize the stuff when you're at home and if that means doing something that's the opposite of you know what's rock and roll yeah. do you know what i mean like who fucking cares if it makes you happier and it makes it easier to come back and and go oh well, I'm, i've come back to this and that's good then then fuck yeah you do, you i think you owe it to yourself to do that and anthony green from circus survives said that the way that he balances it is giving a hundred percent to each whilst mm. he's there so Whilst he's away on tour, that's it. He's a hundred percent focused on that. And then as soon as that's put to bed and he's not on tour for a while, they'll give a hundred percent over to, you know, his family life and building that, which is an interesting way. I said that to my girlfriend, and she was like, "So what am I meant to be doing when you're giving a hundred percent to the band?" <laughs> well, that that was going to be my point. Is that I, I'm I'm not too sure how I would feel about sort of compartmentalizing parts mm. of my life like that, mm. and how and d- you would need to be very careful that you don't end up with two per- two different people yeah. and that this person can get away with things that this person can't get away with and yeah, I would yeah. be very, very... But as long as you're aware of that and as long as you think, right, and it's more of a, a mindset 
than a, a, a complete change of person. Oh yeah, then you, you would you would be complete. Yeah. You would be safe. But yeah. there I, is no like right or wrong. I, I think there's you just no. have to. The only right is just finding out. That's the only yeah. thing that you can do. Loving it because there's other there's other bands that we tour with who all are you know similar ages, but st- when they're at home still live with their parents, and that's not a bad thing. They do that because they don't want to have to worry mm-hmm. about what's going on back home when they're touring. Whereas we would personally rather juggle having yeah. to pay rent or a mortgage or whatever it, whatever it is with the band. I, I would rather do that than, than have to, you know, put all my stuff back in my parents' house or whatever. I would just rather. So you just have to, yeah, I think there's no right or wrong. You just have to yeah. figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you guys are on top of it. So what kudos to you. It does. It sounds like you've got a nice gig on the go. Um, what about, we're coming up to about 50 minutes. So it just like really? zips by on. Jesus. Zips, zips by. We're going to talk politics because of Brexit Uh-oh. and stuff, but we don't have time, man. Um, That's a whole other hour in it, I think, on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely, man. Um, and when you come back to Glasgow, hopefully we, we won't be in a camping chair, we won't be sharing mics, I'll get you back <laughs> for sure, and we can get an update on some stuff, man. Pick but us up from the venue, for the venue in a Bentley. I'm going to create a book fast rather than just... Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to get you to sing a tune. So oh, yeah. I'll, um, I will probably cut and then we'll come back to that. But sick. listen, guys, it's been a f- an absolute pleasure. I've had a blast, man. It's zipped by. Yeah, thanks Loved for it. having us. It's been great Thank talking you so to much. you. Thank you so much. It's been really cool. Thanks for your insights, man. Cheers, man. Good to good to do it. Thank you thanks, very much. Thanks, man. Looking forward to seeing you tonight. Thanks. He's got fasting black lungs made of cloves, splintered shards. They're the kind that will talk Through a wheezing of coughs And I hear him every night And every pore And every time he just makes me warm Freeze without an answer Free from all the shame must I hide? Cause I'm never, never sleep alone. Look at how they flock to him from an isle of open sores. He knows that the taste is such, is such to die for. And I hear him every night on every street The snakes that do slither deliver me from Freeze without an answer, free from all the shame Must I hide, cause I'm never, never sleep alone Slither, slither, slither.